Welcome, welcome to episode number two, although number two might go up before number one because of the level of importance. Am I number two? No, you're, well, today, yes, uh, but only because Fuez didn't want to wait until tomorrow. So chronologically, we might have podcast number two go live first. Did so, what? Better, I mean. Fuez, I agree. Fuez? A hundred percent. Yeah. Fuez. Yeah, they had a, they had a pretty good announcement today. Yeah, or, yeah. On, it was on, good. On gaming. Uh, Vaughn. Yes, sir. Good to see you. It's Good been a, to see you, it's man. It's been a while. I just told uh, the Optic Podcast the story about how the first our first interaction and how you're so alpha male that when I said I'm like, hey, excuse me, I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And then you're like, I'm David Vaughn. Or That's David. No, not like that. On, not like no, that. Not like on. that. No, no. But really? you were you were very alpha. Yeah, it was at the Inside Gaming Awards, and oh uh, yeah, yeah. It had just come off the back of uh of uh some yeah. somebody best controls best multiplayer i still have those yeah do yeah. you those yeah. awards yeah that was uh that was a fun night for me do you remember your first ever event spectating the black ops one it was black ops one and yeah uh jay took me no it was me that took you first of all and jay yeah yeah jay was there too well, i mean so. i wouldn't have gone i mean yes yeah yeah uh do you remember cheering I'll... for animation instead of the play <laughs> <laughs> wow some things will never be forgotten will they no they won't yeah thanks a lot i was deep that was deeply buried into into oblivion yeah no I'm, just, I'm gonna bring it back i yeah. always bring it. I, I i reminisce a lot and, and especially you know good times man uh let's get started because i know you're a busy man I, I don't know why what keeps you so busy nowadays anyway but i guess you are uh who are you today compared to when who are you today? As where we stand, where we sit, uh, what do you do? Who are you? Uh, I'm David Vonderhaar, uh, studio design director at Treyarch, and uh, we make first-person video games and put them on the internet. Ah, that's a little Hutch reference. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, who were you when you started? Oh, man. Um, I was a guy who uh, had gone to, uh, got a fine arts, uh, electronic media, uh, Dropped out of computer science, moved to Chicago from Cincinnati, Ohio. I know. Yeah, yeah. You're moved. from Ohio? Yeah. Did not know that. Cincinnati, Ohio. The internet thinks I'm from Phoenix or something. I don't know. That's crazy, man. And uh, I was, I had a re good job. It was dot-com days, right? Lots of internet money. Yeah. And uh, I was just playing video games when I wasn't working and and uh, had a band that fell apart. That was pretty fun. What instrument did you play? Uh, drums and keyboards. Drops and keyboards, and now you DJ. Well, do you still DJ? No. At all? Like no. Yes. Okay, so you do just... production. I like to I like to mess around. How's that? I, uh, that's, I have that's... a I have a small home studio set up that's pretty decent. Well, that's good. Not a lot Beat of making. Has, has anyone ever asked you what your favorite game is? I mean, outside outside of like the people that you interact with on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, my favorite game. Um, that geez, you didn't of, make of all time. That you did not make. That I did not make of all time. Yeah. So this is gonna be hard. Well, you're wearing an Atari shirt, so I'm gonna be twenty six hundred. No, no, I it was um, probably Mech Warrior Two was an Activision game that I was uh, really kind of instrumental to my career. Um, but and then Quake, like the original Quake, DM six all the way, baby, yeah. DM six. Yeah, Quake was a, a big influence. Those two games, Quake and Mech Warrior Two, are those are tough to pick between because without either, I'm not sitting here. Yeah, so those are the two games that inspired you to, uh, you know, to be here. 
For sure. I mean, MechWarrior 2 was probably what led me to an interview at Activision in the first place on 1996-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a long time ago. Most of you were not even born. I'm 38. I know I don't look it, but yeah, I am about to hit 40. Look a, look a day over 38. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'll take that as a <laughs> take that with a grain of salt, uh, literal salt, because you know. Yes, yeah, I know you're salty. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm tasty, as, <laughs> as as I like to say it. If you weren't doing what you're doing right now, what would be your other job? Uh, so that's changed. That that question, the answer for that question has changed over a 20 year career. Uh, um. You know, right now I'd probably probably be on a race crew, maybe changing somebody race car driver tire or something, right? Like just traveling and racing cars. Or, um, but at the time I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to. I had a band. I wanted to be a producer, a music producer. I mean, not like the producers like today, not like the producers twenty years ago that sit only behind the desk. So that was, you know, I went to fine arts college, you know, or maybe an architect. Architecture, yeah. yeah, potentially. In in the game in the Black Ops Two map where the bar is, there's like a club, nightclub. It's nighttime. Is that is that your song in there? No, you talking about uh, I'm a tried out. I think it's what you're thinking of. That's uh, that's Alvin Risk and Skrillex. Okay, who, so who did I'm gonna try it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not you. For the no, longest time, I'm like I'm like you know what? Yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I certainly He's... have the production capabilities of both Skrillex and Alvin Risk. Uh-huh. All in one. Yeah. And well, I thought it from a more simplistic way of you saying, you know what, I want to be a, a best-selling, you know, musician. <laughs> what better way to sneak it into the? No, you they know, got they they bring the professionals. The, the best-selling piece of entertainment ever. No, my SoundCloud's ever. on lockdown, boys. That'll never. That'll never. That'll never see the, the never light. See, no, I, no. I, I make special, special things for special people okay. uh, only. Do you have a song that you can give us for the for the intro to this podcast and the outro? Absolutely freaking not. So no, no you don't. No okay, way. so we'll keep no, it to no, to, no, to the I same one. I probably couldn't do it anyway. It's probably some kind of weird legal thing. I don't know. Okay. Um, as an artist, and and I always get in trouble for this with 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 the fans mostly and the critics because you know, the fans are the critics. Like the, the the thirteen people that don't like when I say this, I defend developers a lot when it comes to uh, to esports and, and competition because. You know, you guys set out to make a video game, a piece of art, right? You never expected this thing to become an, a spectator sport, to 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 become that. And if we take it, you know, a little bit further, you create a piece of art, you know, where your canvas is this sort of, you know, universe where you create the laws and the physics and the rules and and all of that. As a graffiti artist, I would never allow anybody that isn't my peer, you know, criticize or sort of, you know. Uh, Try to engage or, or tell me how to do it better. With you, however, you're you're inviting the populace to to yeah. to join your installation in a sense. Yeah. Does it bother you from an artistic standpoint when people have criticisms? No, I mean, look, uh, it's interactive entertainment. It's a video game. Um, it doesn't exist without the fans in the first place. Yeah. Um, I've certainly internalized things. Uh, I've certainly made them. I've certainly made them uh personal and when they don't when they aren't or shouldn't be uh, yeah. i've certainly gone through that whole routine um i'm jealous of graffiti artists i'm jealous of musicians because they they don't have to depend on anyone else to create the art that they create they, they, they they're solo operators right it takes hundreds of people to make the game it takes hundreds of people to publish it to market it right it is a massive massive machine and um, if you do take those things personally or you do internalize them, you'll just drive yourself crazy. And I did. Uh, there's many times where I'm like, this is, you know, uh, just sort of, but it's not, it doesn't belong to me, mm-hmm. right? It belongs to everybody. It belongs to everybody who works on it. Uh, uh, it belongs to you. It belongs to competitive players. 
and uh, I, I think I've kind of, you know, I'm 46. I've grown up with it, yeah. right? So I'm fortunate that I've had that opportunity to kind of live through, you know, a popular game getting increasingly more popular and then being able to mature along the way where I just don't take that stuff as personally as I used to. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't get offended when you don't like something. And I try to listen. And I think all of us here at Treyarch try to pay attention. Like, what are they really saying? And sometimes they're 100% right. And sometimes they're 100% wrong. Yeah. So not anymore. Not anymore, I don't. No, right? but you did. At some and point. then I have other hobbies. I have other hobbies where the only thing that keeps me, you know, that allow my success is predicated purely on myself, like tracking a car. Yeah. No, like... I'm, I either go faster because I drove better, yeah. or or I go or I go slower because I didn't, and I can't blame anyone else, or yeah. no one else can get involved. It's only me. Same thing with music production. Same thing with being a graffiti artist. Yeah. It's it's so that's how you deal with those things. Is that you have other things in your life that balance out the crazy chaos of trying to operate a three hundred person plus studio and the business side and all the things that go along with making a Call of Duty game. All right, I want to ask you about your racing, but. Did you ever expect, you know, the artwork that you were creating to become a spectator sport? Were you resistant at the beginning of it? Were you like, what, what, why are, why is there, is, is, why is there such a level of competition and why is there hundreds of thousands of people wanted to watch it? I, I, look, this is, I mean, you were there, right? Yeah. It was a pivotal moment for me. I didn't understand it at all. Like, there's this thing that's happening and, and like, you got to come see this thing. And yeah. when we went to MLG Anaheim and I sat in the audience and I watch people cheer for the game, and I watch people cheer for the players, and I and I'm like, oh, this is this is like a that was like a moment for me. Yeah. And now making it fun to watch is a priority for us. It is a pillar of this of Black Ops Four of this game, right? And we talk about how to do that, and we think about how to do that well, right? And we actually have made it so important that it's just as important as the level of competition and making sure that both of those get the agendas get advanced because yeah. you can take the competition agenda. And you can press it forward and you'll make a lot of competitive players really happy. Yeah. But you'll leave all the viewers behind. Correct. And you, and you will not have the success that you need both to be successful. A very competitively intense sport that has no one paying attention to it will not be a successful sport. It'll right. just be competitive. Right. And you need both to be successful. So I've started with the competitive side. Like, how do we make this more competitive? And then along the way, I realized we have to press both agendas. All of us, I shouldn't say just me, that's mm -hmm. not right. All of us were thinking about how to push the agenda both forward. Right, which is how you get to things like five on five this year and and things like that. Five, the five on five thing was, I, I when I heard the rumor, I'm like, oh my god, I've been thinking about this for like a long time, and and I would have been fine either way, whether it's said in four before. But I do appreciate the fact that we're trying to make it more similar, like what you play as a casual player, you're seeing from a competitive standpoint. You see the reflection of one of your you know, moments where you shine, where you shine the way that you did with your teammates by watching players do that on a regular, well, professional players do it on a regular basis. Um, I, I accredit a lot of the success from, from, a, from a competitive standpoint to you introducing, um, you know, killstreaks to, to, to Black Ops 2. Remember how the community was just up in arms and they're like, we don't want that. That's not competitive Call of Duty. Killstreaks is is for 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 the casual gamer and that. And you said no. There's a place for this here. And you know, Hardpoint. You know, yeah. think about that. Think about where Call of Duty would be right now if you didn't. Not you, but you know, the whole thing yeah, wasn't I, pushed I, on. It's like, like play this. Yeah. Give it a a chance at least. Um, We've been walking real slow there, right? I mean, we've not rushed that. It, it's been a multi-game journey. Right? We start off with, okay, let's build all of the custom game settings so that players can play the way they want. 
then we say, okay, let's introduce the competitive thing with arena mm-hmm. uh, or league play, yeah. you know, and then league play and arena and now league play arena and, and the, the CWL. I mean, we've seen its growth. We've seen the merger of the two worlds. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I understand, I understand the resistance to some of those changes, right? Change is hard, uh, but we're leaders and leaders champion change and Amen. pro players are leaders and team owners are leaders and the league are leaders and you have to lead people to a place where you get kind of the the big crowds, the big audience, the big fan base, and that's because every guy at home, right, wants to be scomp. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, if scomp plays a way that some other guy doesn't play because he does something other, completely different, it'll, you're never going to get there. And I've been saying that for years, and you know that everybody wants to be scomp except for the for your developer. That- <laughs> in the, in the, in the, he was so in, proud, man. I, I would have been too. Man. Uh, John Albaugh, uh, Fett Wolf, uh, he was he, he just couldn't wait to send me the clip, and I couldn't wait to share it with him. Yeah, because oh, like, anytime you, you could get a leg up on Scott, oh, had, I, I, had, anyone that, yeah. it would get him to call you a kid. That was just like yeah. so funny. I, I think I think uh, kids, yeah, I think kids just what you call no, somebody. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but that's what makes it funny. Oh man, I was when, when I saw it and when I saw your reply, I was like, oh my god, that's I have to, I have to. I get a chance to put an optic player on blast. You know, I'm going to do it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so back to the back to your hobbies. I, I mean, obviously, we know that you create music, and you know, obviously, video games is an art. So that uh, the one thing that surprised me was that I opened up Instagram and you know I was browsing <laughs> through it, and I see you, I see a story of you in your racing suit and the fire suit, and you're you're talking, and you're talking about tracks, and you're talking about times, and I'm like, what? So I've known you since 2011. Yeah, it's, Never, it's, it's a newer hobby. Yeah, it's a newer hobby. So so tell me about it. What what how when and why? And there's some guys in the building who uh, who are really into uh, racing and tracking, and they invited me, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go check this out. And I I have a <laughs> I have a very binary personality, so it's like a, a very zero and one on these things. It's like I kind of get consumed by that kind of stuff. So it's like. Oh man, in the per- it's, it's something about the precision, right? This sort of um, microsecond decision making, you know, and that's no different than players who play FPS games and the Twitch nature of that. If you make the wrong call in a split second, you know, you're dust, mm-hmm. right? And there's something about racing that's similar to that, where um, where the skill gap between the guys who are racing around with you and you is not that far apart, and it's yeah. just competitive, right? It's like you, know, you get a car in similar classes, and you've got it's it's like first person competitive gaming in a way what are you driving like what what are you racing like, uh, not driving yeah um are you free to say oh i, I mean it's sure but i don't know i don't know it seems like a i have a nice i have a very nice car that i, cool. I that, that you race no the no we we uh no no that, the, 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 the car, no, i'm not talking the, about the, the no, multiple well, ferraris and lamborghinis no, i don't have a, i don't have either <laughs> of those two things uh, i'm a porsche guy okay. um uh, but when we the race we were doing was a a, a Mazda uh, track, track okay. race car, an MX7 or DX, RX7, RX7, which is a, a a car that's very popular on that kind of that circuit, right? So it's interesting, right? It, car, it's not it's it, racing is not necessarily about speed. Racing is is about the precision of the driving of the horsepower that you have, yeah. and you can race in slow class cars, and it's super super funly competitive even at the amateur level that we're dealing yeah. with so uh, you, you get along with crim six very well because he's a porsche guy as well is and he, he? love yeah he loves the races and tracking yeah um wow. adam carolla a guy that i listened to on a podcast have you heard of him i know adam adam? Carolla? i yeah. mean i don't know adam i know yeah, who yeah. he is yeah, yeah from love line yeah, he, LA, he, man. He's, he's a la guy yeah he, he races nonstop. so racing it's like when i when i i, I just knowing you for as long as i, I have as you know as, as, as someone can know somebody who you know interact as, as yeah. in, internet pals yeah yeah um, I just I was super surprised and I'm like I'm like man I totally could see him in there you know was, 
Um, I got, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I can't, I can't wait to get back. Uh, my car is put away in storage right now because we're too busy. It's sitting up on a, on a lift, you know, I want to get it down and go. You know, you're saying that, that, you know. Brings my soul alive. Yeah. To get out there. How fast have you gone? Uh, the top speed that I think I had in the GT4. Three was about 160. No, you didn't. That's not wild. on the tr- not on the track though. That That's was a, what, that was a straight. That's yeah. yeah I I yeah. You you flip it right? What what happens? Can you nah. roll a Porsche? No, it's you, pretty hard to roll a roll that. At car. 160, I think you could do that though. Well, well you, let's not try it. But no, I the fastest I've ever gone in any car, and it's obviously in in a, in a legal track, uh, was a, like 105 in my life. 38 years old. That's that's nothing. You got qu- cornering it with the 130. Yeah. You can corner with 100. I, I don't. At the, at the right corners. I, I don't know. I, how fast have you guys gone? Let let us know. Um, it's not about speed. It's not about speed. It's about the precision of the of how you maneuver the horsepower. And, and yeah, just right. Said? Shifting the weight of the car. It, oh, it, it's, I can't drive stick, man. It's not for me. I mean, this podcast is over. Yeah. Okay. No, you I can't I, drive I, a stick. I know. I can't. Not only that, but I I, I was. I lived in Mexico until I was 13 years old. That's not, but 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 say my dad never taught me. So you met my dad. Maybe you should have a conversation with him as to why. <laughs> also ask him why he never got my brother braces. Um, uh, okay, so your car's in the shop. You don't have enough time now that 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 Black Ops. Well, it's not done yet, right? And it'll never be done like the way the fashion thing on. It's never, a, it'll it's never a, be done. It, it, it's a moving thing. So, um, how how long does it? How long did it take one to create Black Ops? For, I mean, we're on a three-year cycle now, right? Yeah. Uh, do you start working on the new one right away? Uh, Do you know what it is? Yeah. So, yeah. How long does it take to make one of these games? Um, it, it, well, it takes three years, and then there's more work than there are than three actual years because of the you know the, some some of the time that you'll put into a game like this. But uh, you start, you know. When do you start? That's like it's it's a pretty subjective measurement. Like I had a lightweight conversation, you okay. know, a hallway conversation about what where we might go or how we might configure the team, right? But does that mean we're starting on the next one? Right? Yeah. No code's been written. There's no design, right? We're trying to get to the ship date. Yeah. Right. And get to the ship date, then there's still, you know, multiple years to follow. So it's a rolling schedule. So it's like at which of these dates do you say you started on the next one? Is it the very first conversation you had? What if nothing happens for three months after your first conversation, right? It's a very difficult question to answer, but so two and a half, right, would be a good average or good start, you know, if you want to be optimistic about when your start date is. Yeah. But we'll be baking Black Ops 4 stuff, you know, all the way into next year and beyond like we did with Black Ops 3. Yeah. Oh, so. man, it was, it was still like one of the top plate. Yeah. which is insane i had a lot of fun with it uh, it was you know for me ultimate of optic is like my my pastime and the fact that we got to play a lot of a i lot should of... be on a blackout old man i mean if there was ever an old man of optic it's me yeah i mean would but you, you don't would invite you, we don't invite would, me. would you play with us i mean i have you I, I i'm very limited in the times that that i text you like for this specific thing and you know because I, I know I, you're busy dude. i am like prime for old man of if there was ever a thing that i belong to it's yeah, the old it, man of optic it, it, have it, you seen me yeah yeah you look like hutch <laughs> i think you have more hair than the than uh than hutch also an old man of optic for uh, sure. i have to ask obviously i miss you, that guy hey you, hutch miss you do you know what the next one's gonna be what the next what the, your, your next call of duty <laughs> dude uh all right i want to talk about uh blackout obviously my new favorite thing in the world yeah thank, thank you so much um in in my lifetime there's only been three uh one two video games now but up until Fortnite, there was only one game that has ever pulled me away from call of duty and that was uh minecraft 
And on Cloud, I used to give you points for Minecraft. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Do you remember that, Cloud? Oh, right, 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 yeah. Anyway, so uh, Fortnite was the next one, and it wasn't... I used, necessarily... to, I used to retweet uh, people asking me to fix uh, fix Minecraft. Yeah. It was uh, fun days. Um, so I... I it, it, it maybe it was the battle royale, right? And I and when I played DayZ and I played the, those games, I'm like, man, imagine in my in my head, I imagined what I started with, like Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Four stuff. Uh, but I always envisioned that there will be hopefully one day where battle royale will be a thing for Call of Duty. I did not expect it. For, I, I did not expect for a beta to be what it was because you you could let's talk about that. Why? Do, yeah, I've heard that before. So. You well, mean well, just in terms of the, the the quality of the play? Yeah, then, why? I, I how, see. how is it? If it's, oh, if, I see. We we always think that beta is like an unfinished game, but this seemed polished. There was fluidity. There was no stuttering. There was like that attributed to the game. There was nothing that made well, it. A I mean, bad that's experience. that's very generous. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we know and learned and, and witnessed and have spoken to fans about that we have to to make better in the beta. I mean, it's a very nice thing to say. Uh, it, you know, it 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 turned out really well. Um, but that's, it's not done. It, there's a lot to do there. We learned a lot. That's why you do a beta. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, you know, calendar time. Um, there is not a lot of time between beta and release date, but in terms of game development time, yeah. the amount of learning that you get from such a large, massive dose of people playing will lead to better decision-making for the final game. I mean, there's features that are in the game that are not in the beta. And they're not in the beta because they weren't ready. Yeah. They weren't good enough. They weren't done enough to be in the beta. If th there's things in the beta that are 90% done. Okay. And there are things in the beta that are 50% done, mm -hmm. right? And there are things that are not in the beta because they're only 30% done and they're not quite, they're not usable enough to actually put in the beta. So look, I, I appreciate that a lot. I think a lot of people work really hard to try to have the best beta that we could have. Mm -hmm. But it's not done, uh, and it's going to be better still uh, on September twelfth. Well, I, I think it's twelfth September twelfth, October twelfth. October Would I say 12th. September twelfth? No, please. Don't That's say in the past. 12th. Yeah, yeah, it's in the past. October. Do, do you? Jeez. Let's try that again. October. Now, everybody knows when it's. Really, trust me. It, 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 does it feel good? That people got mad at you for taking it away, like uh, that's, that's got to be some like yeah. a, a super compliment, right? Yeah, like that's it's pretty funny. There's a lot of people, a lot of people going, "You have to turn the beta back on. We're not done testing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "We're not either." But you have to turn. So running it, operating it, it's a full time operation. So if you have the beta running, it's hard to keep working on the game at the same time because a lot of the people that are operating the beta day to day mm -hmm. are also needed to finish the game. Uh, so it could have ran further for sure. I, I get all that, but it has to come off so we can actually take the information and actually improve the game. Uh, there's only so many people and actually running a live operations game. That's that large yeah. every day is it's, it takes a lot of resources from the team. So people on, that are needed to finish the game on Monday, the, the last day of the beta, I was, I was playing and I had uh, a meeting that I postponed because I thought that I only had X amount of hours left. And, and then when it got extended yeah, and I heard that it player. got, I heard that it got extended. I figured, Oh, it was extended for another 24 no. hours. I'm like, all right, yeah, let's take this meeting. Let's do it real quick. We, you know, we started talking and then I get back to my thing. I'm, I'm playing, sorry. Like, it's not working. Yeah. I was, I was just as upset as, as, uh, as everybody else. Yeah. Um, we were trying to get a hundred players to run well and we didn't feel really great about it until the final day. Uh, so we went for it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have a hundred people here? Do you need me to come back to test it? Like, <laughs> Cause I, I think uh, it's just a valid question. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not hard to find a hundred players anymore who no. want to play, especially after the beta. No, uh, it's, it's insane. What, what, what um, it felt natural for me to pull up to a helicopter, get in it, and just know what I needed to do to fly it. 
you know, I'm not a pilot. I've never even it's very accessible vehicles. Even controls. even in, a, in in other games where I've where I've climbed into vehicles that move, I was just like, it's not it's not my thing. This was like, yeah, it's like I was born to be a pilot, man. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't, but it, it was it was that it was that good. Um, in in terms of of the map, and obviously, you know, the, I, I gotta ask this question: Is it a, <laughs> a is them. it is it a living and breathing, ever evolving organism that can grow stuff? here and there yeah so it's i mean it's blackout is the map right so um the solution isn't necessarily to make other blackout maps i think a reasonable solution is to evolve this one and there is more plans and more ideas on how to go about that than there are actual uh people resources time to actually execute on uh so it is a we've said this before it is a living and breathing organism that was the exact words really? that, that got used so um you know of course I don't not ready to talk about what things happen and okay. what order they happen. Of course. I, I I still have things to get in the map, right? Like, the, I'll give you a really small example, right? That we haven't talked about. It's like I wasn't. We're not. We weren't totally satisfied with some of the water depths and some of the undertow and flow and the visibility between. Right? There's things that we're we've done from the beta. <laughs> yeah. Right version of the map to this map that will be different. So there'll be things to to go figure out, and then we'll go from there. See, it's something like that is, is, is just something that you guys, that you as an artist could, and, and the rest of your artists, no. You know, for us, it was like, you know, this is, this is the river. The, the river is this, and period. And that's what, that's what I want to uh, talk if about. If you don't think I obsess about the depth of the water level in Blackout, then you should talk to the, the lead level designers in this building who will tell you I obsess about the craziest details. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know. And, you know, I remember in Black Ops 1, there was this, the beauty of Call of Duty montage by some, some random creator. It's remember beautiful, that? Beautiful, beautiful. beautiful video. I, I agree. And it, oh, it, oh gosh, who did that? That was I remember that video. It was really good. Yeah, it was really good, and it, it sort of carries on through through the through the rest of them. Underwater is like very well thought out. I see if I saw a bass or or, or a pike or something along those lines, I'd identify. You'd the try thing. to want to fish it, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, you'd be like, "Why is my fishing pole?" And it wouldn't surprise me. If can you I have an item that's a fishing pole? And I can go fishing on the banks of the Blackout River while people are now, having. Now you're speaking yeah, my language. I know. That was, I've been fishing a long time. You should take me out. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in Texas now, so I got access to all of the, all of the best trophy lakes out there. I didn't know you were from did Cincinnati. You move, did you move there for the weather? Yeah. 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 Only the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. No external forces around that. No. I. Uh, <laughs> I was born in Texas. Born in El Paso, Texas, and I always knew that I was gonna. I was gonna end up there. Um, I remember. I don't know if you remember this, but I I I gave you a a, a suggestion as you know people that are part of your installation. When uh when the the way when part we, of my installation, I should form a club. Yeah, when, when we were talking about installation. about the cross pollination between casual players and esports players, obviously, um, one of the things that I suggested was that maybe if you're platinum in in league, you can get like an additional emblem. You know, to this on the side of your tenth prestige or whatever. So a casual person that's a, that's a trophy hunter or an achievement hunter can be like, "Whoa, where'd you get that? How can we, you know, how can I, how can I get that?" And then they, they're curious about competitive and they're like, "Whoa, sure, yeah." That so that idea is, um, it's a, that's a simple idea. The what you do is you take Thanks. that idea and you and you expand upon what that the spirit of that, and that's why the league play season this year with you know had, oh. has multiple types of things to drag people back and forth, right? 
so the, the, the league play and arena were both kind of very isolated experiences and there wasn't kind of a friendly competition format. So in Black Ops 4, you know, you have the sort of the core experience, which are this, you know, just doing the pro series, mm -hmm. playing pro series roles, uh, effectively types of scrims, which you're being ranked against. But then you've got the league play, which is the sort of the latter format that you might remember from Black Ops 2. And you have arena uh, in the style of gauntlets, which are like, hey, just get three wins before you get two losses kind of style, which wow. is very accessible. So your idea there, right? If you want to get people to kind of understand the world, you have to go big. You mm -hmm. have to go really big with that idea. Uh, and I feel like this season on the competition front, especially, you know, uh, the COD World League's inaugural season, you know, with the uh, Black Ops 3 and then back again now here. I mean, if you're you have things and I've been trying to figure this out for a long time. All of us have been trying to sort out how do we kind of get people to cross pollinate? Mm -hmm. And the answer is. Uh, this game, right? You take the core game, the pro series stuff that the COD, you know, guys who would do MLG game battle style stuff would like, and you make sure that's there. That's the core, and then your foundation at the events. We've had great success driving engagement around activities, events, right? So, hey, this weekend here is a way to experience those pro series rules, be rewarded for it, and you know you're not going to have to try to beat the top 10 players in the world to feel like you won in your competition series, which is the gauntlet. So we just put out all, all this information on the CWL, check it out and what we've got planned here. So those kinds of ideas, how to get these two worlds, mm -hmm. this game is about that. Good. It's Man. about that. I, I, I will thank you. On the, you on know, the MP I, front. I, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to, to do this, man. I, again, I understand like how, how busy you are. Um, thank you. I have uh, one more question and it's a personal question. Sure. The map, Carrington. Right? <laughs> oh gosh, uh, go. it's it's crazy to me because it's not even. And I, I, uh, I you're gonna talk it. about two lands. Go yeah. ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm okay. ready. So, I, I consider myself, or my spirit animal, is the the broken piano in the street of Carrington. Okay, for Call of Duty Two. So when it came back as Chinatown, and then when it was an infection, why is it the Call of Duty? What, why is it the Car now in, in, in World War Two? Mm -hmm. Carrington. Why, what is it about Carrington that keeps on coming back? What, and, what do you want? What do you want from me? I don't know. Is it, is it, what is it? Why, why, why not to Jane? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the better map. That's what you want from me. Why is that the better map? Uh, it, it plays better. That's where the better headquarters, the better capture the flag, and the better uh, uh, TDM was played during Call of Duty 2. It was a much, much simpler time. Just make, make some calls real quick. Make sure that we get that done for you. <laughs> no, it was, it was more of an action uh, of a question. I have one community question, and then uh, we should be good. Unless you can do two. One from a pro player and one from... An aspiring graphics. So do we have time, Tally? Okay, perfect. Which is good. Good thing I prepared. Can so, we get can we get Allie to say I have no part in this man? That's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let me start. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you, this guy right, is great. Jacob D. I'm graduating college this coming spring with a game design degree. And Vaughn, I was kind of wondering what you guys look for when hiring a awesome. game designer. Awesome, great, great question. Um, I love this question. Um, a great resume, a great portfolio of work. Okay. Right? So it's, we talk about art and artists and the relationship between artistic uh, endeavor and game development. Um, make something. Make many, many things. Put them in your portfolio. Put them in your resume, right? Uh, as a game for a game designer, I like two things. I like guys and gals with professional level design, uh, education background, experience. Not necessarily professional work. That's great yeah. too, yeah. right? 
Uh, but everybody um, in this building who's uh, who's in a sort of a leadership position has come from within for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they were they born up, raised, and grown up in this building, right? That's true across the management team of Treyarch for sure. The the thing that I love about the, the from new hires is let's say you're an industrial designer, you're an architect, right? You went to, you have a graphics art, right? Whatever professional level design training because the philosophy of design, the spirit of design. The design part of it doesn't need to come from games. It's like it's design is not um, it's the art of problem solving. It's not I like to make video games, right? Okay. So professional level architects, they're trying to make something beautiful, but it also has to be functional. It has to work with building codes and certain materials, right? That's all true in game making. Substitute building materials for uh, a particular code base or specific graphic engine limitations or whatever. It's the that experience is super key. So if you have a graphic arts architecture, industrial design, any kind of professional design, right? Then you have the, the training to be a good designer. You now need to take that core experience of being a, a designer and the experience of being a designer, and you have to also have a great resume, a great portfolio, a great body of work um, of the things that you've done, mm-hmm. right? So I made this. I took this engine. I did these things with it. And now I have this other thing. Those two things are what I look for. The the the, the Some of the best, most experienced Highest qualified people on my team are are like they're architects, right? Yeah. They're they're in, by training, right? Uh, you combine that with a passion for game making and a great portfolio, and you're going to be very successful, at least uh, on this design team. Uh, in this day and age, obviously, you have access to to all these programs for free. Do you download do you, them? Get them? Do you have to go to school? Is what I'm saying. Do you have to go to school, or can they create something? Because people are natural. <laughs> no, I've, well, there's plenty of people here that didn't. Right? They're so naturally talented, yeah. and they're and they're and they're trainable yeah. on the other stuff. Right? But a good solid foundation. Make no mistake. A good solid ad- educational foundation about design, design discipline, the art of design. Right? Design is not. Um, it's it's not what people think it is. I think a lot of people think that design is we sit around and we have all the ideas. Yeah. It's in fact, it could not be more inaccurate, right? The, the designers are responsible for making the ideas actually practical and usable and workable and good. Ideas come from the entire group, right? The game is, de- you see in the credits, the last game we made, the first thing you see, designed by Treyarch in Santa Monica, mm-hmm. right? The designers don't design the game. The, mm-hmm. the studio designs the game. The designer's role in that is to is to take all that, dial out all the edge cases, use cases, make sure everything about that idea works with other ideas in the game. And that's what design is, right? And then you also need high creativity and you also need high motivation and you yeah. also need to have a good artistic sensibilities, yeah. right? So design is, the, is not about just having ideas, right? You're not. Don't come to me with ideas. I have. There's. I have. A, I have a thousand ideas. It's the execution of said ideas. I agree, hundred percent. All right. Uh, face attached. Yes. Dylan, hey, you know the homie. What's up, face? Dark. Come on, man. What's good, Hector? What is good, Lord Vonderhaar? How are you doing? <laughs> and I was wondering. I have a question about Blackout. I was wondering, are there gonna be map changes throughout the season? Is there gonna be like a Christmas theme map? Is there gonna be custom skins that we could purchase and stuff? Uh, I don't know if you can release that intel, but. I really want to know, and I really hope there is. Dylan, Dylan, thanks, man. Um, Again, I want to make get the game in your hands, and then yeah. we'll, we'll show you where we go from there. I mean, I, I looked at the plans for the at least one uh, idea that we really like uh, two days ago that I'm very excited about. But today is not about tomorrow, uh, you know, or, or what's after tomorrow. Today is about uh, October 12th, and uh, and making sure the map is in great shape, runs well, plays well. And uh, and then we'll we'll sort of 
take you on the journey that we have in our brains. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about that journey certainly after uh, we get the game in your hands officially. Well, man, thank you so much. I'm excited. Obviously, I don't know if you can tell. I'll probably stick around for another hour while you're gone and I'll play a little Blackout yeah. uh, just to get that fixed. Actually, the servers aren't even up, right? I couldn't even play it if I wanted to. Not in the retail environment, but, okay. you know, I know some, pe- I know <laughs> some know people. people. I know some people. All right, Vaughn. Thank man, you, man. You. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for making it. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is obviously going to be broadcasted on iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, uh, and Anchor. You're kind of a well big deal. As, yeah, I'm a big deal sometimes nice. when I try to be. Yeah. Thank you again, man. Right. I appreciate it. Thank truly. you. Good to thank see you, man. You. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank you very much. Y muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. Uno más.